All right. Uh, this is going to be episode four. This is January 30th. Uh, we just wrapped up a special interview with a uh, ARCA driver. He's doing a uh, uh, couple races this year. You'll get well, that interview will be up uh, probably after this one. Um, uh, it's been we didn't do one last week, so we got quite a bit of ground to cover up topic wise and news. Uh, other than that. Uh, whoever wants to do a first topic, we can go from there. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead if Dave don't mind. Go right ahead, my man. And hit up with the one we've talked about several times over the last few weeks. is a deal between NASCAR and um, Mike Harmon Racing. <laughs> uh a judge has ruled that the the penalties and sanctions against Mike Harmon Racing are are illegal and void, since it was uh, a, um, a charity event used by used in a vehicle used not sanctioned by NASCAR in a moment, a car pulled out a car pulled out of a museum, and uh, there was no mention of any affiliation with NASCAR when the, when the uh, the event was done. So all the penalties and such that NASCARs uh, tried to uh, implement have been voided. Yeah, I heard he won uh, his appeal or whatever, so that's good for him. Yes. Uh, and, and we actually we predicted this, uh, that th- there's no way this could stand. Uh, as Frank stated, at an unsanctioned track, at an unsanctioned event, with an unsanctioned car, and you want to call it a test, a test session? I mean, come on. That, that is one of the biggest overreaches I've ever seen. Well, I don't know ever. Recent. Recent. Just say over, recent. Yeah. Recent overreaches that NASCAR has ever tried to pull off. <laughs> I mean, it it was laughable from the beginning. But <laughs> yay, Mike Harmon. That's all I can say is yay for fighting it and winning. Before we get going, Frank, you want to move your camera down a little bit so I'm not just seeing, like, back up? There you go. Um, Get that, get that Mark Martin in there. <laughs> um... I guess I can go on to the next one. Um, let's let's do one out of the hat. We kind of I I wrote this down. I know you wrote it because you started talking to me yesterday about it. Greg Biffle. Greg Biffle yes. is slated to actually run not just Daytona and actually coming back into the series under the car uh, number 44 NY racing team. I've never heard of them. I know they've been in and out uh, from what I've researched a little bit. But, um, yeah, that's actually surprising. He's going to come back and race, it seems like, a full schedule in the number 44 Chevrolet that is linked to RCR. So it's going to be like a third teammate, kind of like how Wood Brothers is to uh, Penske. Um, I saw that as... Go ahead, Frank. 
I'm saying it's interesting to see Biffle coming back. I've been I've been kind of following Biffle <clears throat> on his dirt track racing uh, through uh, his Facebook and his Twitter and stuff. And uh, it's good to see him come back to back in the NASCAR. Yeah, I hope it's not a one and done. Well, and go uh, ahead. No, I just hope it's not a one and done. I hope he comes back. I didn't really like him in Roush because he had the cocky ah. attitude, and I don't really like Roush. Um, but I hope he does well, and I hope it opens a door for Ryan Newman. I've been hoping so much because right now the Daytona 500 isn't filled with 40 cars yet. That is another. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's going to lead me to my next one, but it it is. Uh, I just wanted to finish up with Greg Biffle, though, because yeah. there's a few interesting facts here that uh, when I saw that he was going to get in that 44 car for the Daytona 500 and had the possibility of uh, running the full season, I was uh, kind of surprised to to relearn that he parted ways with Roush in 2016. I, I didn't realize it had been that long. I was also surprised uh, to relearn that in 2019, he raced one time uh, in any Nance car sanctioned event, which was with Kyle Busch racing in the trucks. That's right. I remember that. And he won. He won that race. And then reading farther, I found out that he ran. All last year in the SRX Legends. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, knew that. I think I think that kind of gave him the juices again. He was always there, but that showed him that he, you know, I still got it. So I hope I hope he does well. I do too, and and I hope he is able to run the whole year. Um, he's got contacts. Yeah, right. to get... It was just something came up this week that he landed this ride, and and I'm like you, Brian. I have never heard of NY Racing. It's not uh, even. It's not even. It's not even on NASCAR's front page. Because on the front page, they literally have all the teams. The NY Racing is not even labeled there. So that I is know. a very small team that's putting a big name in there. So I, I hope he does well, especially then it's associated with Richard Childress. That'd be a third car for you know little uh, little Dylan there. Mentioning NY Racing, they've been according to this, they've been trying to put a team together for over a year now. Uh, so that's that tells you the effort they've how long they've been trying to get the, get this thing rolling. Agreed. There's another team trying to. Uh, I don't know if this kind of a roll into it, but uh, Floyd Mayweather, TMT Racing, the Money Team Racing. He has a he has a race team. He's been trying to get into racing for a while, and apparently he's tapped. Uh, Kaz Grala to race for him at least in the Daytona. Apparently, that's a rumor; hasn't been announced yet. But he's gonna be in the number fifty car because that's you know Floyd Mayweather is fifty wins, whatever. But he has a race team, and he's apparently gonna actually try to get going and you know be another black owner like Michael Jack or Jordan. Uh, another athlete. Another athlete. Bring him in there. So. Well, that that really hasn't been announced yet, but that is rumored heavily. So we'll see what happens the next coming weeks. Yeah, I've been seeing I've been seeing what, uh, Floyd Mayweather's name come up for the last two years yeah. with speculation of him going doing a NASCAR team with nothing coming of it. Uh, 
substantial. So uh, this is the first time he's actually announced that he had something to to put on the table as far as a team and a driver and and uh, and such. And like he's been trying for like over a year, not almost two. I've been seeing his name in and out, but nothing never to worth uh, worth bringing up. You know. Just yeah, I think this year with the new car, with how you know cost effective it is, I think it's a smart move for a lot of new owners to come in and try to try to do something. But right, we'll see how it goes. It really hasn't been announced yet, but it's been heavily speculated about what's how that's going to go. Okay, um, back to uh, the Daytona 500, and uh, kind of tie this in with Greg Biffle. Uh, according to the rules, there are 36 chartered entries. With, and with the three that they're talking about brings it to 39, there are 40 slots available, which is what uh, the number 44 team is looking at. But the other three, and I, I believe we've talked about this in previous episodes, is the number 27 uh, Ford. Yeah. The, team who's racing the 27? Huh? Who's racing at twenty seven? It's a it's a foreign guy. I forgot his name. Jock Nip Villanueva. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, the sixty two Ford with Noah Gregson, which is uh, what Beard Motorsports. Okay. Um, and then the number sixty six Ford with Timmy Hill. Uh, racing for. Where is it at? I just had it. They actually don't list it. But those are the three that are entered along with the 36 other chartered teams. And then they add in the 44 of Greg Biffle, which, as Brian said, is going to be kind of a satellite team of Richard Childress racing. Mm -hmm. That'll bring it to 40, which is, I think, a full field. Yeah, now it's 40 for a field, yes. So those could be your four um, that fill out the Daytona 500 and be interesting. Uh, I think of all the, of, of these four uh, unchartered, I think obviously Greg Biffle's got the best chance to to take this opportunity and oh, run with it. Oh yeah, he's got a he's got good equipment. It's it's just his unknown name team, but he's got the equipment. Yep, but dark horse would be Jacques Villeneuve. Yeah. I mean that. But anyway, it was interesting to to I I wasn't aware. I get I guess the thing that stuck out to me in in this particular storyline that we're doing is that i wasn't aware that there was only 36 chartered teams mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah I, I i mean if you want to put a full field on why don't they have 40 chartered teams well i think this goes back to the previous format where the, the top 36 in points not chartered teams but in points were guaranteed a race a spot in the, a spot in the race okay um so they went back to the, the, the other four teams, okay, had to put, like, still had to race their way in. I think they just kept that format with the charters. Because if you were 36 in points or above, you were basically guaranteed a spot in the race. You had to, you had to, 
You had to qualify for your position, but you were still basically in the field as long as there's an active team in the top 36 in points. Okay, so they just they just took at that format okay. to make and sold the charter to make NASCAR more money. I just don't know why they look. I mean, I don't either. But that's that's what I mean. That's what it was before. So I mean, they made it just like I said, just stuck with that step kept with that. Well, with this <laughs> format, and they want to put forty on on the the track for the start. Uh, these these four teams being the twenty seven, sixty two, sixty six, and forty four show up, turn a lap, Parking. and you're in. Yeah. Park it and you're in. I mean, are, are we going back to the Joe Nemechek days uh, just to get in a race? You know, uh, I had no problem with the starting park teams. Okay. Maybe because it gave low funded teams a chance to get into a race. It, could, it got the driver's name out there, give him a chance to get his name out there as being on the track. So it, it, it actually opened doors for a few people. It gave, the, it, it, gave the, it gave the little guy a chance to get in the show. All right? That's what this so new that, car is supposed to do. It's supposed to even the playing field. Right. Um, so we'll see. That, that was my, that's, that's why I never had a problem with it when they did do the starting park. I never had an issue with it because I like the little guy. Okay? I like seeing the little guy have a chance to at least get his name in there. And it gives it gave them that chance, and like you said, the new car they can afford to get the new car and get into the show, and leaving four slots open, like you said, gives them that chance. They don't have to buy a charter; they can try to race into the race, but it gives them that shot. The only way they're going to have to uh, race their way into the race is if a fifth or a sixth or a seventh team right. shows up. Otherwise, right. they're like I said, all you got to do they're is go around the track. Um, start the duels and you're in. Right. You know. And you might have the best starting spot of the field with the new car <laughs> if you're way in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, which leads me to the shortage of parts is becoming a bigger and bigger and bigger thing as time goes on for these these teams. Um. I, I saw a lot of stories, and without getting into specifics, their teams are voicing some big concerns about this. Um, Seeing how they have to, as we've discussed, uh, buy them from certain vendors, and there's only a finite uh, amount of availability. Right. I think it's going to come down to, instead of being a vendor, like, if you can make it, make it. But it's but it's They gonna... may have to do that. And then just get approved. Get approval, you know, yeah. And approved. Yeah, I think that's what's going to have to come down to. Because each each one of these, you know, like Hendrix or you know Childress and even Penske and all they they have the capabilities to make these. They have the parts. resources. So you might as well. Gibbs. How about you? Instead of having okay, Childress make you know, let's say the you know lug nut because it's very special. How about you give that blueprint or CNC file? to everybody and then they can make it and just, you know, make sure it's approved, you know, to use, have it a pass inspection or whatever, because if one person, if one person or one company's doing it, they're not going to make it. Now, you, if you give it to everybody to be able to make it themselves, 
instead of you know instead of some tomfoolery trying to make it or whatever, they have to pass inspection. That's what's gonna have to happen. They're gonna have to make their own stuff if, if shortage keeps happening. Agreed. It would be NASCAR to approve that kind of move. They're not gonna do it. They're gonna might they might have to. They might be forced to when you know right. two races down the line they don't have parts to make new cars. It's gonna take that to make them let them make that decision. Have multiple vendors. It's gonna. So what are they gonna do after they have the big one or two at Daytona Eggs. and the teams well, are crying because yeah. they don't have any parts? Well, think right. about it. How many races are at Daytona? They got the duels. They got practices. They got qualifying. You know, let you know. You know when if you remember a few years back when Stuart Haas first merged, they almost they didn't have extra cars. They crashed all their cars mm-hmm. prior to that main race. So if they crashed more, they wouldn't. They would have to literally, you know, try to fix an older car. They didn't have extra cars even then. So what happens now? Like it, it's yeah. it's to a point. There's going to be a shortage because you don't you can't predict that no one's going to crash a Daytona or you know they need. I don't know. I, oh, I th- promise you, we're going to have more than one big one at Daytona just because of, of the new car. Well, yeah. If you've been yeah. f- watching or reading up. They're losing control of this car on short tracks. You know, uh, Chase spun out twice. twice Kyle Busch did too. And there's there's another one that crashed and he actually rear-ended it. Uh, I want to say David Gilliland, but I can't remember the name. But yeah, they're they're spitting out on tracks that they normally wouldn't. So this car is a little bit uh, more, uh, how should I say it? Um, Irrational? No. Irregular? No. Just harder to drive. Unpredictable. unpredictable. I can't remember the I can't remember the word, but yeah, it's it's not it's not as easy to drive. It's more in the driver's hands instead of just driving down the you know in the corner and just turn. It's on more. It's a lot more uncontrollable. I guess that's the word. Yeah, it's not. It, it, that's why they lose control faster than they can regain it. Yeah, it, it's hard as a control. It's it's yeah. They're they've been. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'm I'm. I'm really interested in the Daytona big, big pack racing. See how that car works right. with all the wind and all, everything just bouncing off each other. I, it's going to be interesting. The duels are going to be uh, a no-miss thing because that's oh, going to tell us a lot. Yes, they're going to learn a lot. Yeah. There. They're going to learn like, oh, shit, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, like we talked about, even in testing, they they learned a lot how to draft, so we'll see how they implement that. Yeah, but they were only doing that five or six at a time. Correct. They weren't doing it 21 But, but think about it, if they break wide. if they break away five or six wide, they know what to do. But they got to yeah. get to that point. Right. If it's even possible in a big pack. We don't know how this car is going to react in these big pack races. Okay. Um, I kind of, kind of, kind of almost to that scenario we were just talking about, kind of a good leeway is NASCAR came out with the penalties this past week and they yeah. are hefty. They, they are not going to put up with this shit this year. They're not going to put up with any tomfoolery. If you mess with it, you are in trouble. Um, I, I'll do like a cliff notes. Uh, the L1 pen- penalties are pretty much like the most minor, uh, which is a post-race failure to meet minimum weight requirements. Uh, violations is what they include. Team source parts not meeting the NASCAR rules. 
Uh, failure in the submission approval process. The penalty will include 20 to 75 points. This is just a minimal. L1. Uh, playoff points deduction, 1 to 10. Suspension of one crew member, 1 to 3 races. Fines, 25 to $100,000. Uh, the L2 penalties, penalties, which is like the medium, is uh, the violations include modification to single source NASCAR next gen parts, not rising to L3, violations of engine seal requirements, unapproval altercations to the engine control system wiring, use of unapproved onboard electronics. Penalties include points deduction of 75 to 100 points, playoff points deduction 10 to 25. Suspension of one or two crewmates, four to six races, and fines to 100 to 250 grand. L3 is huge because if you, here, it's, watch. Uh, L3, the violations include counterfeiting or modifying single source next gen parts, which is kind of like what we talked about making your own. Right. Uh, engine infractions, which means cubic inch dis- displacement, compression ratio, assembly, uh, and internal components. And performance enhancement nitrous oxide vacuum leak. No one puts nitrous on their car, you're stupid. Uh, engine control unit or electric fuel injection violations, modifying tires or fuel, violation of private team testing policy. Here are the penalties for this deduction of 120 to 180 points. That's like five or six races. Like, yeah. that's that puts you from like 10th to like, you know, 30th almost. Um, playoff points deduction, 25 to 50. That pretty much knocks you out unless you win in the playoffs. All right. Suspension of one or two crew members for six races, fines of 250 to $500,000. And and this also right here, nullifying postseason eligibility, regardless of wins, points, and other qualified criteria. That means you're out. If If they give you an L3, you cannot go to the playoffs. One race suspension for the team in the event of uh, of repeat high violations. I think in other words, don't screw with the parts. Yes, essentially, don't screw with the parts because if you get an L three, you're you're not going to the playoffs, even if you win. I heard an interview on uh, NASCAR Sirius XM NASCAR this week, um, and uh, it wasn't Robin Pemberton. It was huh, doesn't matter. Uh, and he was defending these rules and stated that some of these penalties were suggestions from the teams. And one of the things that um, they've done is they've encased these parts. And I don't know what that means, but you get a part, you can't take it apart. Uh whether it's a gearbox or a rear end or... So they pretty much like have uh, safety seals on them in this case. Yes. And if those safety seals are broken, that's when you automatically almost go to the L3. You, If you get caught in any way trying to tamper with those parts and use them on the track, it, it's automatically an L3. You cannot do that. My question is... I hope that you don't only have one rear end. Yeah. So what's to stop a team from taking that apart and trying to help themselves understand it back at the shop and not use it? I'm not saying they would, you know, take it apart and try and put it back together. 
But if I'm an engineer and I'm dealing with a finite amount of adjustables and variables, I would want to know how that works. So I would take a throwaway, take it back to the shop. I wouldn't tell anybody. But I would dissect that thing so I understood how it worked. Is that an L3? Maybe NASCAR already given them all that information. Maybe they got the blueprints. Maybe they even have one that's on, you know, tour part, you know, be able to look at. But it's one of those things they can't mess with it anyways. Even well, if, and, and use it anyway. Yeah, they can't they can't even adjust like gear ratios or changing, you know, their rear end. So I it's one of those things, yeah, they might want to understand it to where what's happening, but I don't know. I don't know if I like that or not because what if you're in the middle of a race? Because I've seen it before where rear end goes out. They just replace it. They put a new rear end in. They're good to go in a race. Now you got five minutes. So, yeah. Um, I don't I've know. I've never liked that five-minute rule. I, I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly what parts they're talking about because obviously this is a whole new car, so I'm sure they all know. So I... I guess we're going to find out if anybody tries to <laughs> mess with the rules and see what happens. I just hope if they get dinged that NASCAR is very explanatory on what they did. Yeah. You're not going to have a Chad Canals try to, or Ray Everham try to, oh, a loophole. Yeah, or or crack that rear end for you, bring it down pit lane. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I... It's going to be interesting because right now with those, that's detrimental to your season. A lot of those. Very detrimental. And then you're going to have the gray areas, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. And, and, and just kind of take it as I I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to the first penalty and then being able to dissect it. Exactly. What did they do? And, and why was that a problem? Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, I I want to get two little things out of the way here, uh, and that's just personal interest. Actually, three. Uh, Daytona 500 is sold out uh, in the stands and in the RV lot, which I just think is cool. This is like 30 plus years or 25 plus years that they they've actually sold out the race. So. Not much needs to be said on that. I just wanted to point it out. Um, this might take a little bit of time. LGB Crypto is suing NASCAR. Did y'all see that? No, but I almost expected it. Breach contract. Well, they approved them as a sponsor and then pulled it back after the contract was signed. Oh, good. And I think it. I think it's awesome. Good. And this is a Newsmax report. It, it's not any sports ESPN or anything like that. They ha- actually had, and I saw this personally, an interview with the CEO of LGB Currency um, on their air. And he says, yeah, we are suing the shit out of them for breach contract. And he says, and it's not going to stop us from making sure he makes every race. That's what I'm saying. He's, but, he's good to go. He's good to go, but they're suing NASCAR, good. and I think it's great because NASCAR. You shouldn't depict who's who's your sponsor. If you got a sponsor, let them race, unless it's you know, 
you know, I don't know, something really negative or bad, but just because you don't want to be political, even though you were political all last year was Bubba Wallace. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, I, I wanted to get that out there. Um, the rest of mine are going to take a little bit of time. Uh, a, a little bit of quick, another quick hit is Jerry, Jeremy Mayfield sighting. Yeah. He, He's talking about doing the full schedule in the SRX series this year. Oh, okay. That's good. I, I think it's fine. I mean, one of the best memes I ever saw on Facebook was after Brian France got busted and taken out. Uh, Jeremy sliding up sideways to him in the number 19 Dodge that he raced for Ray Evertam saying, hey, Brian, you need a ride? <laughs> But anyway, Jeremy's trying to make a comeback, and uh, he's he's stated, or there's rumors around that he's going to race uh, the Tony Stewart thing for the whole season. So, all right, I got mine out of the way. What you guys got? Um, a couple of the minor things. Um, I'm trying to pick which one I want to do. Uh, I guess I can, I'll do this. Cause this is kind of something that we, we talked about a few weeks now is, uh, North Wilkesboro is getting a $40 million state, um, I guess grant to do upgrades and bring NASCAR back to the track. Yep. Uh, it was last ran in 1996 and Jeff Gordon was the winner. So. And I think that's huge. And apparently the trucks are going to be the first ones. They're trying to get there first, and they're going to try to do the other ones. But they got a $40 million. That's going to be quite a bit to rejuvenate that track. It's, it's just not talk anymore. It's actually happening. Oh, it is happening. Yeah. And and uh, Dale Jr. is heavily yep. involved in this. I mean, big time with personal effort and monetary. Um Again, it's a. I think we uh, last time we talked about this. This is a big thing on the local news in my area. They are they are pulling out every stop to get this track um, basically rebuilt with the goal of uh, be with uh, the government behind them yep. to try and get racing. And as Brian said, uh, trucks first, and hopefully leading to. Xfinity and stepping into the cup back there again. It's not but just they want it's not just trucks. It's actually like the truck president. He's a huge advocate to get it going. He's just, just not like, oh, we want trucks. The track one. It's the trucks president is Oh, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of big hitters that are involved in this. Yeah, it's yeah, and, it's, it's and, not a small thing for sure. Yeah, and the backstory of this is if and when they get this track back up at which I again, I there's some some Facebook uh, pages that I follow concerning this. They have made amazing progress at at basically redoing this. The backstory on this is when they're done here, they're they're moving on to Rockingham. The same group of people good are are moving on to Rockingham to try and do the same thing. They need to revive these old tracks. Like you're bringing, it'll bring a lot of I think uh, uh, not older fans, but it bring a lot of fans. 
that are like, oh, really? Like, that'd be cool, you know? So, and, you know, a lot it's of these... NASCAR roots. Yeah, roots, yeah, for sure. But good call there. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was pretty cool. It wasn't just like, it wasn't just like a bunch of donations from everybody. It was actually from the state. 40 mil, that's going to go a long way. It is. And, and like I said, uh, if you Google it and follow everything that comes up, you're going to find out, like I said, Dale Jr.'s involved, a, a lot of the local government, the state government, a lot of private entities. Um, this is a big deal. And they're, work, they're, they're going full bore, balls to the wall on this, trying to get this uh, working out. Definitely okay. excited for it. I like. I would like to see those those old tracks come back. I, I'm I'm, I'm kind of love to see that. that There's no again. reason to go to Pocono twice a year. Another track that bring them they're, they're they're redoing is the old Nash uh, the old Nashville Fairgrounds. That was an article I saw a few months back with Nashville Fairgrounds. I want to redo the Nashville Fair, the Nashville Fairgrounds and bring them back. Yeah, not the Nashville Sport, not the Motorsports Park, but the the, the old racetrack. That'd be that'd be interesting as well. It would. Um, I guess. Uh, the other one, I got I got a small little one. Uh, Tony Stewart's gonna be in the booth for Fox with for the Clash yeah, at and the, the Coliseum, and, and they've the, announced the, also the, for, for the Daytona Five Hundred. So I think it's more of let him try. To see how he likes it and maybe go from there because they got to replace Gordon somehow. So I think putting Tony in there with Clint, I think it'd be a good combo. <laughs> it's going to be funny. Yeah. It's so, going to be so funny. So that was and I've also seen rumors of Mark Martin possibly getting in the booth. Um, and I don't know whether that's with Fox or NBC, uh, but either or. I love he's not. Booth. He's well. I would too. He's not going to com- be the comedic side of things. He's going to be more of the analytical. Uh, but I think it would be great whether he does it or not. Mm-hmm. That was that was a little small something that was nice. Um, I there was something I read. I have it here. Uh, NASCAR has boosted the purse for the Bushlight Clash by seven hundred fifty grand to just under two million total, to compensate for the larger field and further travel than uh, than normal. So that's so kind of like you're something they're traveling all this way. So they boosted right. they boosted the purse for, by seven hundred fifty grand well, for the Clash. So they need to do something because I, and I'll tell you what I. Uh, I have seen some posts where they're they're done with the track, and I'm I'm yep. actually after seeing the images, I'm a little more excited because it's flat. Oh yeah, they're gonna, they're going to be banging in the corners for sure. They're going to be. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. going to take eight wheels to turn a corner in that thing. Yep, especially for the, especially for the money they're putting up now. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting um, to watch for sure. Um, now the question is the infield, and you know. If they're gonna work on cars, is you know how is that gonna work out? So well, it'd be interesting to see the actual layout when the cars are the are they putting the semi trailers in the center? Is that all gonna be just nothing but you know the pits, you know pit boxes and stuff? So it's gonna be interesting how that works. It's gonna be very interesting, but I 
I was, I guess I had my, my mindset before I saw these images this week that they were going to try and make it like a mini Bristol, um, high bank type. And, and I, I saw that thing's flat. This is going to be, uh, I'm getting more and more interested uh, interested as (laughs) you guys have, have known. I'm, I'm like, what are we doing here? But I'm getting more interested in it. Um, we'll see. I mean, next week we, it's going to happen. And, uh, we're like I said, I guess that's a good segue to talk about it. It starts next week, next Saturday at 1230 for the Bush light class practice. Um, that's on a Spock Fox sports two. And then at 8 30 PM is a Bush light clash, single car qualifying on Fox Sports one. And then the Sunday at 3 PM is the Bush light Flash qualifying heat races, four of them on Fox. Then at 410 approximately is a Bush Light Clash last chance qualifiers, two LCQ. So I don't know what that means. LCQ, last chance qualifiers so on Fox. And then at 6 p.m. is the Bush Light Clash main event. So next weekend is going to be a full, full, a full event of racing, um, bringing, bringing NASCAR back from the, to start the whole season off. I think I'm I'm actually optimistically excited to see how it goes. Especially it's you know it's a it's a new track they just built on something that's we haven't seen them race on before ever. Something that small and that flat. Uh, the huge prize purse, the new cars. It's gonna be interesting. It, they're gonna either say fuck it, we're gonna just race and crash, or they're gonna certain. I don't know how it's gonna go. It's gonna be interesting to see how uh, strategies play out. The only the only thing I'm concerned about this is in past bush light clashes, what, whatever they used to be called, you always brought a throwaway car to that. That's not the case. This no. Yeah. These are all the new. Next, these, these are not yeah. throwaways. These are, you know, th- this was, you know, your first or your last yeah. type races. And that's not the case now. Uh, this is the brand and, and this, whatever car they're going to take, they've got to, because of the part situation, uh, that's going to be in the back of the minds of some of these drivers, uh, you know, especially the lesser funded ones. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they're in the class, which means they won something of some significance last year to, to be participating. It, Again, when when we did this thing down at Daytona, you brought something that wasn't necessarily top-notch, but was good. And if you crashed it, so what? Send that shit back to the shop and rebuild it. Now it's like they're going to have to take a lot better care of it. Especially with part Um, shortage. This is is very special, rare occasion what's happening with this. (laughs) Yep. You're not, you know, again, I think obviously just because of the layout of the track and the newness of the track, you're going to see a lot of caution, which kind of. I hope they let them bang and bang unless someone really does crash. I don't, I don't want caught. I guess they debris, but I want, I want, just let them at it. You know, you know, by have but they're not going to do it because they're wasting valuable commodities if they do. It, they, that's what that track's made for. What? 
what comes to mind you mentioned that the beaten bang is you mentioned how these cars are put together last the last show. Um I'm looking at with that kind of deal, how much debris, debris will be on the track because of that. Yeah. You know, you mentioned they just snapped on or they're just in pieces. You know, how you know, how much more debris is that going to cause at a track like this? We're going to find out a lot of this new car in Daytona alone, but in the coming, you know, first half of the season of how this car works right. and operates and how fast they can fix it and what they can do and how fast the turnaround is. And right. I, that kind of reminds me, I kind of did the, the fast turnaround. I sent you, Dad, a video, I don't know if you watched it, of the pit stops. Did you watch that video I sent you? Where they're, they're turning the left front into the right yeah, rear. Yeah, and... they're, they're, they're with, with the single lugs now, it's not just the front guy goes front left, front right, and back guy goes back right, the back, you know, back left to rear. It's it's a weird. They're trying something. I seen some do the old way. Some's doing this way. The they do the normal outside tires in the right rear. They all come around and he'll do the front left. And the guy that did the front right, he'll come around and do the right left rear. Yeah, they all they all the tire changers are both go to the front. You know how and, and it's weird how they rotate. It's 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 pretty interesting. And that's and it's it's something they're trying to see how fast it is. Um, I have to send you the video, Frank, but it's pretty interesting if you watch it. Um, I'm trying to picture this. I'll I'll send you the video right now so you can get like a live reaction. But um, where is it at? Uh, but I mean, uh, do, do they pull the lug off and go to the next? and someone else to pull the tire off and go to the next one? It's the everything's the same with the tire like changing, but the guy's taking off the lugs. The guy who does the right rear does the left front, and the guy who does the right front does the left rear. You'll see. Uh, you'll see when I send this video. It's pretty interesting. I don't know if I can bring it up on this on here or not. Um, you got my number. Just text me the link. I did. It's in. I just texted to our chat, our group group text. Yeah, I just got it again. I got it. Yeah, just watch the drivers. It doesn't go slow mo. Just watch. Just watch the uh, the the tire changers. The dude who does the lugs. Cause they both go around the front, and it's pretty cool. I don't know if it's faster or not, but they're they're testing new a new uh, style. I thought well, it was interesting. I'm going to take a, a se- keep talking because yeah, I ahead. am going to take a second and watch this because I have a question, but I want I don't want it to be a stupid question. Mm, there is no stupid question. Uh, TikTok wants me to verify to continue. Never mind. Really? Oh yeah. So I can't see it. I think that's why I didn't watch it the other day. Um, Let's see. Open, open. Well, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I've only seen a few drivers doing that, and I've seen... Okay, uh, I got it open. I've seen other drivers doing the old way. Just watch the tire changers. They both go to the front, and the guy who's doing the left, right rear does the left front, and the guy who does the right front does the left rear. Okay, but they're they're switch. That was going to be my question. They're they're not using the same tires 
they're they're changing all four of them. Yeah, they're all, they're changing all four. Yeah, this is a four tire stop. Okay. You see how they're rotating, and, I, and they're gaining that time because they the gas only can. got one lug versus five. Well, another one is they're not interrupting the gas tank either because the gas guy had to you know back up before let the tire guy go in and then go back. Now they're not interrupting the ta- gas guy. That's more gas in the tank too. Okay. I thought it was cool. Makes sense. I thought yeah. I thought it was a cool thing that they're trying. I don't know if it's viable. Uh, we'll see who does it, but I thought it was a cool, you know, you know, they're trying to get every second they can. It matters. Oh, it does. Absolutely, especially on the super speedways or the big tracks. So I thought that was cool. Something I saw and that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Frank? Uh, I'm looking at him <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> they just got kind of, what the hell are they doing? You know? <laughs> yeah, I just got just got to watch the tire changer. That's the only thing I saw. That's that was the rate major difference. Is they both went out in front of the top, the front of the car, and then they did it and they rotated. I thought it was a cool rotation. You honestly want to know what really caught my eye? What? I'm looking at these cars. There's got to be two different cars. Then I see a six, then I see the Camry. I'm like, what to get a six on a Toyota Camry? Oh, that's just that's Brad, Brad Keselowski. That's it's both of them doing it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, but, but if they don't switch from it, it just goes right. Yeah, it, yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> I got well, a fun thing. Yeah, it is. I think it's pretty cool. I got a fun thing, I, or at least I'm going to make it into a fun thing. <laughs> uh, we all know that Kyle Busch's uh, contract ends. Ooh. At the end of this year, and and he's in discussions. They've lost M and M's. That in itself, I don't think, is a big deal. And just for the record, I believe he will stay with Gibbs. They'll they'll figure it out. But what I found interesting was the double secret sensitivity training that yeah, Kyle Bush. Yeah, where'd that go? we never even saw that one coming. He said he called somebody a retard. Yeah, he said yeah. he he said so, <laughs> I think it was one of the last races last year. They got in a little debacle and he gave you if he wasn't racing like a retard. Yeah. And a double secret, you know. I was like I didn't even know. I yeah, you know, I, I knew about the it. Incident. I don't remember the particulars I, about it. I knew that they said he had to take it. It's one of those things like it's kind of kind of like Kyle Larson. He completed it right away. It's just they didn't announce it until recent, you know. It's like really <laughs> like Yes, people are so sensitive, you get mad at retard. <laughs> In the heat of the moment. Yeah, like if Kyle Bush Jesus. You know, it's like Tony throwing a camera down the pit lane, at, and you can't understand that, you know, at Indianapolis. But I, I died. I, I mean, I was wiping tears when I, when I saw that that he had to take sensitivity training for that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, just... no, that was, <laughs> yeah, that's been kind of I wouldn't say undercover, but it's been under the radar, but. Yeah, it wasn't like he said what Kyle Larson said, but it's more or less, it's kind of like how people always talk about Danica Patrick. You know, she was just a better driver. She wasn't such a ditz, you know, type of thing, you know. He just said, oh, he wasn't driving like a damn retard. He said it in the heated yep. moment. He didn't mean any derogatory thing about it. He was just saying he's an idiot. 
Right. Yeah. I don't blame him. I don't. I, I don't he blame used him. his in private language for it, but I just <laughs> yeah. I, I, it was like the double secret. He had to go through it and and get, and then all of a sudden they can announce that he completed it. And I'm like, well, who was pissed? I don't remember anybody being upset about that. I'm gonna have to actually but, look it up who he called. I don't know who he called. You guys can keep talking. I try to find it. <laughs> um, um, the only other thing that I've got on here is uh, Nolene Racing. Uh, they're they're doing it. Four for no reason. I mean, where was he going? What was he going to do? Spin me out? He was trying to do a Harvick is what he was trying to do. For what? For second place? Holly Racing. Uh, the number 16 Chevy. Uh, da Daniel Hemrick is going to do nine races in the Daytona 500. Uh, Noah Gregson is going to do 14, and A.J. Almendinger is going to do 16 to fill out the full schedule for the year. Um, I hate it for those guys that they have to split the ride, but I like it for the team that they're actually going to be able to do all the races. That's going to be Cup? That's going to be the Cup Series they're doing that? Yep. Yep. Okay. So I knew they were splitting the ride. I thought they were splitting the ride for the Xfinity team. as one of their Xfinity teams as well at Catholic Racing. Uh, they are doing Xfinity as well, but I think this is the, uh, the cup series that they're doing that. So, okay. but they're also, uh, all three of them, uh, again, they're splitting the cup races and they're splitting the Xfinity races. So right. it's, I, didn't hear I think it's a, cup. yeah, he, um, it was, it was in, it was one of the cutoff races, uh, for Kyle Busch and it was Brad Keselowski was coming up pretty quick. And Brad Keselowski was trying to pass him at the last lap, at the last corner, and hit Kyle Busch at the end, and that's what it was. And Kyle was like, what was the point? You weren't going to pass me? You weren't going to get any points from it? What was the point? Just, like, you know, he's just a retard. The interview is, it's just him in the heat in the moment. I it was it was Brad Keselowski he was calling the that word. Well, then I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I just <laughs> All right. I'm I'm out of stuff. What do you guys got? Um this isn't cup, this is trucks and Xfinity. But I'm gonna bring up the Haley Diggin thing. Uh going to her second year, uh David Gillen racing in the in the truck series. It's a Ford. Um see this weekend she raced in the uh Mustang GT four uh PR racing for the uh Michelin, Michelin Pilot Challenge. Ford has made a comment that if she does well in the trucks this year, they would like to see her in the Xfinity, in the Xfinity Series in 23, making her the only only driver since, only female driver since Danica Patrick had a full-time ride in, in that series in 2012. Um, they haven't mentioned whether they're going to try and get uh, David Gillen truck racing up to, cup, up to uh, Xfinity. Or she's gonna go to one or SHR, but they would like to see her full time. And and this is coming from Ford in the Xfinity series. I mean, I think Haley's more more apt to working on now, working on her performance, working on. Yeah, she's uh, a smart cookie. She's she's not like trying to push her way up. She wants to get. Right. She actually wants to win and perform. 
from what right. I've seen. So I'm. And she's not doing it. She's not doing it for the hype. This, this, this isn't a Danica Patrick trying to get get her name in and get the money in. She wants to do it for the racing, and she's not letting him use her as the female hype. She's not letting him use her as the sponsorship money. She wants to do it the right way, like everybody else. And that's what I respect about her. Yeah, she's... That's cool. I, I think she's doing it right. Um, I think she's... Even though she... I think she's setting setting the tone for female drivers, which comes up, you know, bef- after her, even though there are a few that are right behind her. Um, they're not just using the, you know, I'm a female, let me race, even regardless if I crash or not, you're going to get money. She wants to, she wants to perform. What I've seen in the past in the, you know, in the trucks, and she has done Xfinity races here and there in the Arca. She's, she's done so far, probably, I think the best in the past, you know, 15, 20 years. So she can get more experience under here, get some good equipment. I think she'll do well. And she's getting a lot of seat time and other things. She's not just concentrating on uh, she's the skills she learned, like the the, the GT thing she did at Daytona uh, this weekend. She's done other series to get seat time behind behind the wheel to learn. So you're right. She's trying to learn as much as she can and to perform better. Yeah, she's she should be fine. Give her a few more years. She's I I don't know if she'll be like. A top contender, but she'll definitely, I feel, do better than Danica if she ever gets to the cup. Right. Right. And like I said, I like the fact that it's not about the hype. She's about the performance and the racing. Yes. Even though she's very popular on social media by her posts and whatnot. She's got a good following. She's got sponsorship. You know how it's all, you know, everything's run on sponsorship money. She's, she's got that. She wants to perform. Right. Uh, interesting thing I just saw in this morning article is Ford has the truck series have extended practices at, at races at uh, Daytona, Atlanta, Bristol, Bristol Dirt, Knoxville, Sonoma, Mid Ohio, Nashville, and the Phoenix final season finale. They've extended the practice time for those races, which is a good thing. So that's really all I I had. In fact, it did you know. Um, I've been kind of watching her. I didn't get a chance to watch her race yesterday because um, I was uh, out of town. But um, I've been kind of watching what she does, kind of following along with her because I, I'm, I'm interested to see how far she goes and and the, you know, and the fact that she's like she's she's putting a real effort into this this deal. So you know, oh, absolutely. I mean. And like you said, um, and I'm going to take it to the extreme. She's not trying to do it on her looks. No, she's trying to do it on her ability and her talent. Right. Um. One last thing I had, it, it was a minor tidbit. They announced um the spring race. I think it said Martinsville. Yeah. The. Uh... The April 9th yeah. race is going down to 400 laps instead of 500. Yeah. To accommodate for the 7 p.m. or 7:30 p.m. start time. So they're they're taking 100 miles or 100 laps out of it. So that was a small little thing they kind of posted today, or not today, but this past week. So they're shortening the spring race, Martinsville race. I saw something about that on Facebook. I'm not real happy about that idea. I, I like the longer. The, I like the, the leave the race. I mean. 
You know, they're they're going to charge they're going to charge the same money for the teams to get into the race. They're going to charge the same money for the fans to see the race. You know, kind of like Frito Lay. Well, they're going to take about half the chips out and charge you the same price. Mm-hmm. Granted, you know the argument's going to be that it's only fifty miles, but that last hundred laps is what makes that race. That the you know the attrition and and all that. Um, That'll transfer to the last four last laps of this race because of the length. There's the, 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 the same tenacity, the same enthusiasm to go to the last hundred laps. Still going to be there. I just, I just think shortening the race just doesn't. I don't know. Where are they going? Where are they going to stop at? Is my what I'm getting at? If they get it, they shorten this race. Which race is next? You know, are they going? Well, to they've been doing it for. I mean, I, I'm old enough to remember going to both Michigan races for 500 miles. I don't you know. Yeah. Um. I'm sure there are reasons that are above my pay grade, and I right. get that. I, yeah, yeah. Um, but so many, in my opinion, so many decisions that NASCAR has implemented over the last probably close to 20 years are not uh, fan-based. It's right. more cost uh they've done so many things that have not taken the interests of the fans into account um I, I mean i don't mean to get all philosophical here but i long for the days of you know win on sunday buy on monday um if you ain't cheating you ain't winning uh i i'm i just don't think them i mean i'm willing to give this new car a chance i just don't think that the frame of a toyota is the frame of a ford or a chevy agreed all right and i think it should mean the the parts and pieces should be manufacture based yeah um not vendor based or team based or whatever they've again i'm willing to give it a chance but i just don't like this total control because i again i'll go back to i'm old enough to remember what the s and nascar stands for the people that run nascar have done ass forgot about that my opinion take it or leave it I just, I like it when Joe Gibbs comes up with something with his Toyota that beats Jack Roush for a couple of weeks, and then Jack Roush figures out something that beats Joe Gibbs and Rick Hendricks, and then Rick Hendrick comes up and finds something that beats the two of them, and, and you know, the manufacturers stick together, they run their own parts, they... It's supposed to be a competition instead of everybody gets a damn trophy sport. Right. Again, my opinion, and I don't want to see everybody on an even playing field. I want to see all of them 
fighting and scrapping for every advantage that they can get using the manufacturer that they have chose to run with. And again, now that you've got the same frame for all three manufacturers, how is that stock? Somebody, please, I'm willing to listen. Explain that to me. I will give concessions to every part of the safety components that they want to put in these cars. I I will never stop. I've seen too many guys that aren't here no more or have been seriously injured and can't race anymore, so I'm all about installing the safety ends of things. But it, when it comes to each individual race team and their manufacturer get the hell out of the way use the stock parts manufactured by the company and let's go see who can make them work best and if toyota can't keep up with gm or gm can't keep up with toyota or ford smokes them for a cu- let them figure it out right but you cannot by definition call it stock car racing when there ain't a damn thing about any of this that's stock no rant over (laughs) i think i heard that from you before but yeah i agree you know there's nothing you know the safety issue is fine protect the driver protect the fans that's that's what that's what they're for but if that front, if that if that blue oval was in front of that car, that should be blue oval under the car, yep. and under the hood, and in the rear end, right, and the body style. Mm-hmm. And if they have trouble hooking up with with drafting on a Chevy or a Toyota, they'll figure it out. Yeah. I, They've done it in the past. Yeah, you know. Believe me, these guys. They don't want to go into turn one at Daytona or or Talladega doing 225 knowing they may not come out the other end. They're going to figure out how to do it and do it respectfully. Right. Uh, uh, you know, there's just too... I said ran over, so I'll quit. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I've, I've got a lot, but I'm done. Gentlemen, I think that was a great show. Um, I want to also encourage anybody that's watching this. We just got done uh, about an hour, hour and a half ago doing an interview with an up-and-coming, hopefully, ARCA racer. His name is Josh White. He's ex-military. He's doing everything he can to get out there and race all the time we highly encourage uh everyone to do what they can do to support him uh brian you said you've got some links up to to direct people towards him it'll be in the description whenever it gets done i'm gonna need okay i'm gonna need all the links but i put i put his twitter in in the overlay when we were talking to him but whenever the video goes live which i don't think it'll be tonight um I'll, I'm gonna need all the links to his, you know his stuff and his sponsorships. Um, I don't know if it's on his, as if it's on his Facebook, but he said quite a bit. So it's gonna I'm gonna have to research a little bit to get everything. Um, okay. To get a, in the description, but it'll be there. 
um, it'll get to where he needs to go, where they need to go, the helper, even, you know, get to it. But if you want to watch that interview, it's, I think it's 25 minutes. Um, it'll be up probably tomorrow or the day after whenever I get to awesome. it. The gist of the situation is for 20 bucks, you can get your name on, on, on his car for three races. And there's other levels where you can get pit passes and a meet and greet. Um, for X amount of dollars, but uh, once Brian gets those links up, y'all can uh, check it out and um, do what you feel is right, but he's a great guy. Um, we had a great interview with him, so I I hope people support the man. Um, trying to get the link up, but... On the uh, fan sponsorship, uh, it is 20 bucks for the first race, and you're discounted to where you can get all three races for 50 bucks. For $250, you get to meet him and meet, uh, get a pit pass. For 500 bucks, you get to do a pit pass, meet the team, have lunch with the team, and hang out with them. Yeah, so, uh, there, there's a graphic. Uh, $20, your name yeah. on the car. $250, your name on the car. Pit pass a pic and picture with the car. And $500, ultimate fan experience. Your name on the car. Pit pass, lunch with the team, and pictures with Josh, team, and the car. So if if you can, we encourage you to help uh, support a veteran and support a driver trying to trying to make his way up in the ranks. Uh, he's a really nice guy, and uh, just keep an eye out for him, Josh White. Uh, well, he's racing at Charlotte uh, Smith's Smithville, I believe it's called in Illinois, and then and then uh, Bristol. Right. And then depending on I'd how love those. To go just- Depending on how those goes, he might do more races, but those are the three set right now. Yeah. Those are the ones that are in stone, and depending on his performance in those races, he may do more. And uh, uh, I, God bless him. I, he's, he's a hell of a dude. Um, he, he told some personal stories I'm, I'm not going to tell here uh, concerning his family. Uh, watch the interview. Um, he's a good guy. Other than that, yeah, we're good to go. We've been, it's an hour and six minutes, so that's pretty much right on par with normally what we do. So we can uh, end it there. Hey, gentlemen, and we'll talk after uh, this is over for a minute. And All right, thanks, see. everybody. Yep. Let me do the music and cut it out. And I'll let you know. Enjoy the show. Thanks for watching. See you next week.